Hey, what's up, everybody? It's episode 169 of the Audible Farm Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Couchtown Coffee. Couchtown Coffee is roasted right here in Iowa. It's my favorite coffee. I drink it every morning. You can check it out at CouchtownCoffee.com. Find a coffee you like and let them know how you want it roasted, and they'll ship it directly to your house, and all you have to do is grind it up and enjoy. Uh, Find a coffee you like there, and when you make an order, let them know Audible Farm sent you. And you can get 20% off. That's right, 20% off just for us referring you over to Couchtown Coffee. Why? Because Couchtown Coffee is that awesome. Thanks, Couchtown. This episode is a day late. This episode is a day late. I know there's a lot of people thinking, what's going on? Well, uh, yeah, I was sick last week if anybody listened to the last episode. So I was kind of taking most of my time to myself and not really going out anywhere uh, too much. So uh, I didn't really want to go out and infect anyone. And I didn't have anyone remote set up to do a podcast. So uh, this one came out. Um, actually, I just recorded it and I'm editing it like right afterwards and releasing it. So as of this getting released, it will. I'm going to try my best to have it out before midnight, but we'll see. We'll see. So I recorded this on Thursday, actually. So that's why it's late. I apologize. But this episode features the one, the only, Jesse Wilson. I wanted to get him in here uh, close to the end of the year to talk about what kind of a crazy year we've had together. And uh, he's been, as crazy as it's been with the two of us playing all these shows, he's played even more shows, including solo shows, going to Nashville, playing uh, a couple different times. We talk about that in this episode. We talk about all the things he's accomplished this year, releasing music, releasing music videos, getting promotional work done, all this other stuff, how crazy it was to go out to Nashville uh, recently compared to the time before. So we talk about all sorts of stuff like that in this uh, episode, and it's a fun one. I like sitting down talking with Jesse. So thank you guys for waiting one extra day to listen to this episode, and this is episode 169 with Jesse Wilson. It's the Audible Farm Podcast. With your host, Peter Stockdale. Sitting down today with uh, Jesse Wilson, good old Jesse Wilson. Uh, I was talking to you a little bit at a recent jam night about how many shows we had played together this year, and it was like, like I think I've, I'm going to be really close to playing 80 shows this year. Between you and Three Finger Betty and the few I've played with Clint, and it just like makes me think like if, because you've played a lot of solo shows and some duo shows and some full band shows that I couldn't make it to, so you have at least eighty shows just by yourself, you know. So that's a lot of shows this yeah, year. Getting some work in. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. I mean, if you think about it, that's almost two a weekend every weekend, almost. It's good to be busy. It's yeah, good. it is. Really good. Yeah, it is good to be busy. It's crazy. I mean, like you were playing guitar like a year before I started playing with you. And so that also makes me think like, go back in time to when you first started playing. Did you ever think you'd be like, Oh, in a year's time, I'll have played like 80 shows that year. Not really. It's kind of, yeah. Thinking back, that has been a long time, hasn't it? It, yeah. I mean, it really, it seems like a little bit like it has been a long time, but at the same time, it doesn't seem like it has it's been. It's kind of flew by. Yeah. Yeah. Cause yeah. I mean, it seems like just yesterday we played our first show together as a duo and I mean, it's been a year, like almost exactly a year. So it's been a fun ride. It's been really, really fun. You Can't know, wait to see what happens this year. Yeah, and I mean, you've done a lot in just this last year alone since like I've been playing with you, uh, as far as like putting out one or two music videos, maybe two. Yeah, two this year. Yep. Two this Stiff year. Drink and River Road. Oh yeah. yes, that's right. That's right. Yep. And uh, I mean, you went to Nashville. Did you go to Nashville twice this year too? Just once this year. Just once this year. No, wait, we did go twice. Yeah, we went s- in June, and then we went uh, this last month. Yeah. Yeah, I was gonna say uh, when you went earlier this year, then that's what I thought you did, and then yeah, I, yeah. then you had such a good time, you decided like I'm gonna come back again. Amazing city, yes. So comparing the first and <clears throat> second time, what was different between the first and second time when you went to Nashville? Oh, uh, the first time it was just uh, everything was brand new, taken in the city. Just seeing some awesome talent all up and down the strip, even off the strip. Um, we're just taking most of it in the first time, you know, trying to get as much. And then we kind of learned the ropes, like where to go for some cool spots, some uh, side alley uh, riders rounds and stuff like that. So oh, cool. Met some cool people. Got on stage the first time in Broadway. That was very cool. Was that just this last time? 
Uh, we got up there this time too, but the first time uh, my buddy Donnie Van Slee, I met at a, at a writer's round. He got me up there. That's cool. It was it was awesome. That's really awesome. Awesome. So that's kind of neat, you know, like the first time you don't really know where to go, who to talk to, what to yeah. do, and you end up meeting a couple of people that kind of help you out. And then the next time down, you're like, well, at least I've got like a little bit of a foot in the door right. this time, you know. Kind of know a little bit of the ropes. And yep. And you ended up bringing a couple of your buddies down this last time too. Heck yeah, we had a blast. Uh, brought down Mr. Jeremy Over and Mr. Clint Riedel. Yeah. Did a writer's round at the Commodore Grill. Uh, it was amazing, writer's round. Uh, so much talent. Legends in the crowd and, and on stage sometimes. It's it's just you never know who's going to be there and hear your music and hear them play. It's It was a great time. Oh, that's crazy Especially cool. Especially have my buddies up there on stage with me. Very cool. Yeah, I mean, there's a, I mean, right back over there, there's a picture of it. It's pretty sweet. Yeah, there it is. Screensaver. It's pretty awesome to see that picture of you guys up there. You know, leave it, of course. I think, I'm assuming that was Bree that took that picture. Yep. Yeah, she photo takes... Photo cred. A lot of photo creds for Bree. Yep. Yeah, definitely. I mean, she's at a lot of shows supporting you, too, yep. so... That's also important, having somebody there that's willing to support you, you know? Absolutely. You know? And having those guys there is, like, your buddies, because it's, like, those are the guys that you, I'm assuming, looked up to when you first started out on your journey around this area. So it's like, hey, why don't you guys just come with me? Absolutely. You know? The first go-around, I was down there, and I say June. <clears throat> I was pretty nervous, you know? First time in Nashville, playing in front of who knows who the, who's in the crowd, and a lot of nerves. And this time I had my boys with me and just been there. I had a great time, comfortable, and it was just an awesome show. That is pretty wild, you know, to think about, like, the difference in how comfortable you are, you know, the first time compared to the second time when you come back, you know. Mm -hmm. I, mean, it's, I think about that with, like, certain shows, you know, that we've played where you, like, go somewhere, you're like, I've never played here. This might, you know, this now my nerves are kind of up or whatever. Like Okaboji. Yep, that was one for me, yep. too. Or, like, uh, the first time we played at Copperhead. Yep. And we didn't know that it was, like, steak night that night. And you lit like, we couldn't even get our it gear in the door. <laughs> like, it was so many people there. Still one of the funnest shows we did this It was year. insane. I was so nervous. And that, that show was crazy, too, because, I mean, we ended up playing, like, five-plus hours almost. I mean, yeah, we got paid to stay a little longer. They had yep. a good time. That was really, really fun. Um, Heck, yeah, shout-out Copperhead. Yeah, speaking See of that. Soon. <laughs> yeah, that, that's where we're going to end up being New Year's Eve. Kicking so in the New Year with us. So this one... uh this one will come out before New Year's. So, yeah, check us out at New Year's down at Copperhead in Stratford. It's a fun place, you know. But uh, so, what, so what do the, the other guys think about going down to Nashville? Like, uh, uh, I'm, I think you guys said you all stayed at, like, an Airbnb down there and kind of clowned around. How many days? Uh, we were there. We, we drove there Sunday night into Monday morning, and then we were there till Friday. Me and Bree left on Friday. Oh, cool. Yeah. That's good. awesome. It was really cool. Yeah. Met some cool people. Uh, they have a bootleggers in and uh, – in Nashville, as well as like one here in Fort Dodge, which we call home. Mm -hmm. And uh, last, the first time I went down, I met uh, Young Patches, is his name on the internet. Um, and then we went back this year and met him again. That was one of the people I wanted to see on stage, and he called me up, and we did three of my originals. And one of them we posted, She's Funky, and it was just a Dude, blast. I saw that one. That was really, really cool to see that. Um, yeah, he, he looked like he really knew what he was doing. Oh, for yeah, sure, he's, so. he's definitely a pro. He's good. <laughs> yeah, it's really awesome, you know. Shout I, out Young Patches. <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> Oh, that's cool. Did you end up getting like a, a bootlegger shirt from down there to bring oh, it up yeah, here to yeah. give? You know, uh, Nate requested one. Also, I was gonna so say. I, I was hoping so. Yeah, that's that's pretty sweet. Nashville edition. Yeah, that reminds me of like um, when I used to frequent bars more often. There was a place called the Sitting Bull in Humboldt, and I remember when I was in like a tiny town in Colorado, they had like a Sitting Bull saloon. So I picked up like one of their shirts and brought it to the owners there. I thought that was cool. Uh, they were ironically like not very impressed. They're like, what, like, what is this? Like, you know, they like didn't get the. I don't think they understood what I was trying to go for. You know, they didn't appreciate but, it. Uh, yeah, it's anyway, it was whatever. I think it was just maybe a barrier of some sort of gift giving. But yeah, speaking of gift giving, it's near Christmas time, etc. Um, this episode is going to come out a little late. It was supposed to come out the day we're recording it, actually, which is today but life it, happens yeah it happens dude yeah. i'll tell you what there was a lot of people up in this this area that were feeling under the weather a handful of shows got postponed or canceled yeah. or worked around or you know got swapped out at things like that so it was a it was a rough week for a lot of people around the area from from what i can tell or like within the state like a lot of my friends you know seem to get healthy and persevere on so i can do yep just rest up and play you know play the shows you're comfortable playing and stay out of the places you don't want to be and it's I don't know. It makes me think like uh, it's weird that you don't ever notice when you're not sick, but when you're sick, you're just like I feel like crap. But when you feel good, you don't feel good because feel, right. feeling good is feeling like nothing. Right. You, know? you put it in perspective when you've been sick. Now I know what feeling good is like. Yeah, it's pretty pretty wild. Pretty wild. Yeah. So yeah. Oh man. 
but it's it's cool to see you guys going down to nashville you know having a good time down there clowning around um and i you know i saw from the picture earlier that uh jeremy and clint both got up on stage did they end up like going anywhere else with you and getting up on stage anywhere else or was oh, it just yeah. the one place uh, i can't remember what happened to clint that night he disappeared for a little bit but uh we me and Carson and Jeremy and Bree, we all went to the Lucky Bastard Saloon, and this guy was, this group was up there slaying. He, like, Ober gave his props, like, every time he saw somebody slaying these guys, this guy is a beast. And uh, they came around with a tip jar, and they're like, hey, you guys having a good time? We're like, yeah, you guys are awesome. Uh, you guys want to hear a song? And I was like, actually, my buddy would probably play a song if you got him up there. And he's like, he plays? I'm like, yeah. And they called him up and uh, had a blast. He slayed. Carson came up and did a song, too first time in nashville on broadway so i couldn't have been happier i saw that i saw a video of that <laughs> one too it was really cool to see all of the videos come back you know and and see have you guys documented and things like that it's really really fun to Good have time we'll definitely go back yeah oh man oh. Uh, adam whitehead i like to give him a little credit he's the one that turned me on to the the commodore grill and debbie champion to get on the writers round so i really appreciate him for that that's how i got my foot down there so mm -hmm. huge shout out to adam whitehead for that. yeah yeah another one of those really hard working guys around the area you bet did he uh did he recently like get a new <laughs> the cat's gonna knock the camera out this is so hilarious get out of there yeah please <laughs> is he st he's still out there playing shows making music oh yeah he's bu he's really busy as far as i seen on his uh on his on his facebook and stuff he's got shows booked does he have like a new like, cats all over the keyboard and everything so he got a, a new facebook account did i see i'm not sure on that i think it's adam whitehead music or adam whitehead yeah uh just i was just talking his personal page because he did add me again on a different page i don't know maybe he might be a hacker you never know yeah it could be <laughs> i mean well i mean you never know yeah, he, he is starting to get a little bit more famous so mm -hmm. it could have been a, somebody posing as him you never know might have something in the works too but it's top secret right top, ooh, <laughs> ooh, maybe i wasn't supposed to divulge i don't know <laughs> That was pretty wild, though. Like, uh, the whole fact that this year I've, like, watched you go out and play solo shows. I've watched you play. Oh, go for it. Do you, Cat? Cat's hilarious. Um, but I've watched you play solo shows, duo shows, uh, acoustic only shows, um, full band shows. I've seen you play with different people, you know, going to jam nights and things like that. So it's it's really fun to see that or to see, like, your studio work come together with different musicians uh, you know, especially ones that are like possibly different than the ones you would play with live, et cetera. So it's kind of cool to see all of that come together as well. And just to see, I'm just plugging away, man. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's nice to see somebody out there doing all that stuff. Cause it's, I think it would be hard to balance it, you know, as far as like, if we just take like Clint and Jeremy being the two other examples, cause they're like just in the picture right over there. <laughs> um, like Clint and Jeremy, like they play so many shows, they don't necessarily have the time to sit down and record as much stuff as I think they it's would like to. Sometimes, yeah, the schedule stuff. It is. Everybody's busy. Yeah. Even like if you want to go catch a show, like you have a random off day, you can probably go catch your buddies. But other than that, you jam nights like the only time you get to see their shows, and yeah. everybody's busy. Yeah, I mean it really is. It's. I wonder how many shows those guys have have played this year. You know, to sit down and think about I'm that. I'm sure there's a lot. Yeah, that's probably <laughs> they probably topped out more than we did. Yep. You know, on the old scale of that whole thing. But oh, yeah. it's it's wild. Like I I still am just like in awe of the fact. I mean, like I think the first year I played with Three Finger Betty, we played like 40 shows in a year, which is like a lot for a band. And then you sit down and think like. I'm going to play almost 80 shows. Granted, <laughs> it's with like three bands, the vast majority of it being with you, but it's still kind of like wild to sit and think that. And then to think like, you know, if it was a year or two ago and somebody was like, are you going to play the acoustic guitar ever? And it's like, I don't really think so. And then here, you and, I are, here you and I are playing acoustic <laughs> shows and things like that. It makes that, sense. So. On them duo shows, it makes sense, man. Yeah. I mean, it really does. Yep. It's, it's a nice dynamic to have acoustic and electric, but it's also a nice dynamic to have two acoustics up there too. Oh, so. Yeah um yeah i'm in a place for everything right absolutely yeah. absolutely so what do you think is like one of the best things about nashville that makes you like always want to go back just uh man just i don't know just like i think uh i just want my music heard by like the right ears i mean i'm there's kind of a little you know not a buzz but there's like you know we got some good stuff going on good music mm -hmm. out and uh people around here like it my peers like it so let's get it in front of some ears you know more ears the better and Mm -hmm. just being around talented people and meeting and maybe working with them because i've i tried to network whenever i met somebody down there we'd trade instagrams or something we're like could probably get a hold of them in the future if we wanted to collab or something anything mm -hmm. you know what i mean yeah i mean like that's been a big part of what you do as a musician like for a recording artist especially as of late it seems like you know almost the last three out of the last four songs you've released have had 
a featuring artist on them of some sort, you yeah. know? And I, I, I don't know. I, I feel like we've talked about this a little bit before, but I don't think that's a bad thing. You know, it's one of my it, favorite things. Just, I like surrounding myself with creative people that are, that are doing it. You know I mean? They're not talking about it. We're, we're doing it. So I, I love being around creative people that are motivated and just like I am. And it just, good things happen when you get people around you like that. Yeah. Especially, yeah. you know, like, uh, <clears throat> it's, it's kind of fun. Like when you, I've like sat down and done some studio work with you, but it's kind of fun when you have like three or four different people lay down three or four different leads. And then you get to pick the one that you think like it's kind of fun. <laughs> this, this style fits what I'm going for sure, better. You know, sure. I kind of got a vision in my head and, and it's never personal. You know what I mean? It's just, Oh no. You know what I mean? It's just, I have a vision I'm going for in my head and whatever works, works. Yeah. And I mean, like I, I had talked about it on previous episodes where like I've sat down in the studio here with you and laid down, I guess you can call them like scratch tracks or whatever, yep. you know, with you yep, scratch where it's just like, well, let's just, just lay down, tracking. let's just lay down some base stuff. So you have something to work with, you know, for the time being, you can always replace it. And I'm never, I'm never like, I got replaced by Brad Hovig. I'm so <laughs> mad. Like n- never, you know, cause Brad's awesome, you know, mm-hmm. or whatever, you know, it's like, Oh no, you chose Ron Lee's solo. Boo hoo. <laughs> I bet right. that doesn't work out. You yeah, know, it's right. like, of course. Yeah, it will. You know, and I'd like to almost try and do a live album sometime. Like Brad came over to the junkyard and, uh, he, he uh, recorded while we played Everybody Jammed. Mm-hmm. Like, come to a show, and we'll do a set and have a live album. I think that would be pretty awesome. That would be fun to to hook him up with, you know, some money and just be like, hey, just run sound for yep. us and record it and give us the recording and yep. whatever, you know. Maybe coming soon. Maybe. You never know. <laughs> I mean, Clint's got one coming out. Last time on, his, on the podcast, we were talking about that. Uh, he and I just need to sit down and work out the logistics, you know, cool. and sit, sit down with Brad and we're going to make physical copies and do the whole nine yards there. Is it already so. recorded or? Yeah. Like oh, Brad nice. recorded it and he's had, like Brad's had it for like maybe a year. He's just been sitting there tinkering with the mixing on it for a while. And very exciting. It's, it's pretty wild. Yeah. It's been something that he's had and it's Clint's wanted to do it for a while. We just need to get all the artwork and everything done for it and get on it. Yeah. You know, we might end up re-releasing <laughs> the scale house sessions too, like, um, under a different, like, label to release it from etc so like we might we might do some things like that and work on that but we'll have to see what goes on um in the future with that but you know have you ever thought about releasing a full album or are you are you content doing the single like releasing singles i mean i was content at first at doing this single i still am kind of a little bit but uh yeah i got a lot of songs and i'd like to you know maybe not all of them are as you know popular or cool as the others so won't put them out as single so yeah i'm definitely interested in putting an album out so like here's a thought process for you what about what about uh this like i've seen this done a few different times so like back in the day if they'd release a single they'd have a b-side which is usually like a demo version or a song that was never going to make it on the album that's kind of cool it was just it was just another song that like they had recorded maybe it's a cover who knows so the thought process of that was like you can buy the album and you get all the stuff we wanted you to hear, but if you buy the single, you also get like a bonus song. That's cool. So you could release like your single, and your single could have two songs on it. Like would it be like an LP or just a single? Just a, I mean, you could oh, call yeah. it a single, you know? I like it. It's just two songs. And then like the next song could be one that nobody knew you were working on. Yeah, yeah. And you just throw it out there too, and you just promote the single the whole time. That's a great idea, actually. You know? <laughs> it's like, well, the other one doesn't have a music video with it, you know, or whatever. Right. Like, like, what's the one song you did release that doesn't have a music video? She's funky. She's funky. So, like, that could have been, like, you know, a B-side or something to sure, something. Sure, sure. So, I mean, there are different, like, concepts. You can kind of, like, borrow from the past and be like, that's what I was going for with this as far as Absolutely. releasing it. So, I like it. You know, all those other songs you're kind of, like, in the middle of working on, that could be something that you could think about, I guess. But right on. And the worst part about, like, working on all these songs and things like that is uh, is losing some material that you've been working on. So that's been something you've experienced a couple, a cu- a couple now, times now. One time is too many. One I, time one time is devastating. Got my computer, brand new computer today. The studio is back open, thank the Lord. Yes, oh my gosh. Can't wait. Yeah, it sucks, you know. So computer ends up going down, goes kaput, and there's insufficient backups or like inadequate ones. There's, there's, we have stuff backed up. We backed up a bunch of things, but we didn't back up every single thing from what I could see. So, and that's going to be Hopefully like, it works out. Yeah, that's going to be the toughest thing is to figure out if we can pull any of the old projects back in. And if not... Almost everything was replaceable that I lost on that, but there's some ideas on there. Like, if I have an idea, random, I just bloop. That's what's great about having the home studio. Yes. Bloop, record, that's not going nowhere. And I'll, it won't, yeah, I won't forget. <laughs> yeah, the only downside of that is like... I mean, I guess like a phone, you could just as easily like break or lose or, you know, 
get that thing so you can't pull any of the data out of it yep. too so it's six one half dozen of the other i guess but like some people just use their phone and they'll just set it down and play into it and be like there's the idea it's there forever that works too but <laughs> but still i mean that's a that's a tough one too because having the home studio is fun like i have a home studio i always just call it a studio you know mm-hmm. it's like it's no different than anyone else's studio it's just yeah mine's a living room <laughs> yeah yeah and mine's like the same thing it's a basement room that i watch tv in so uh, it's like all the same thing. It's just, I the other day though, I like sat over by the computer and was just like, I'm going to record something just because I think I can, you know. And, oh, you sent me a little something. Yeah, yeah. it was, it was I, I, and I thought it was just like hilarious. I was like, I wonder if it's possible to play uh, The Way It Is by Bruce Hornsby on a, like an acoustic guitar. And I was you like, did a fine job. And it, it didn't sound horrible. <laughs> like that was the funniest thing. I was like, this actually kind of sounds good. And uh, I kind of want to bust that song out sometime because it's pretty, pretty simple. But keep doing it too. Keep, uh, keep doing stuff like that. Uh, yeah, and that's like been my big kick lately is playing like '80s pop songs. Like, and I don't know why. Like, it's like they're awesome. <laughs> they are. Every single one of them are bangers. They are all bangers. So I, uh, I should probably dive more into that. But heck yes. Oh man, it's got to be so heart wrenching to lose the data you know like i said we we do have everything backed up where you do on mm. you know external you know places but it's still like tough to sit Working down and like getting it back <laughs> oh yeah getting everything set back up the correct way and doing all that and there are like different clouds you can store things on but when you're storing like humongous chunks of data like it's not really monetarily feasible to like store it all in a cloud no and they charge you a lot of money don't they yeah uh that's like the big kicker for me where like i knew somebody that was paying i can't remember to me, it was just like a zillion. It might have been a zillion dollars. It was like fifty, sixty, seventy it bucks. Seems like, like it goes up every month. The yeah, more like, stuff you save. Yeah, yeah, like a month. That's how much they were paying. And it's yeah. just like that's that's crazy. Like how could you pay that much to save that? It's like oh, because you have twenty eight thousand pictures and and four thousand videos in your storage. I'm it's getting like, close to that. <laughs> <laughs> Started video on every, almost every show there for a while. Yeah, and I mean, we have all of those saved. Those are all stored away on an external hard drive, so if we ever want to pull any of those back up, those are definitely there, but that was something else that was really fun, you know, going to shows and you'd be recording stuff, and you'd record on different devices, whether or not it be a phone or a, a GoPro or different things, and then you'd, mm-hmm. when you come back, it's like, well, what song sounds the best that I want to release? And it was always fun to see what mm-hmm. you were going to end up releasing mm-hmm. Out of all those shows, because you know I was at the shows playing on a lot of those, mm-hmm. but even there, there were some times like when you and Owen played a show and I wasn't there. Oh yeah, yeah I got to sneakers I, one. Yeah, I got to see a little bit of video of that, so it was kind of fun to see that too. You know, good times. Yeah, and I mean, like that's pretty much how I started doing the podcast was just recording different people's shows, and I'd go to them. It's just like, well, I'll set up a little phone on a tripod or something and record it, and if they like it, I'll put it online. And nice. If they don't, I'll just store it away forever. I was ask you, have you ever had anybody play live on? podcast i haven't i had toyed with the idea of doing like some sort of a maybe either a live stream or a like some sort of a show like definitely that'd be cool i kind of want to do it and put it on patreon like if if i want to do it but then that's also like putting your material behind a paywall that somebody has to pay me money for so it's kind of it's a little weird you know show yeah i mean it would be my show so i could do whatever i want with it i guess but it's still kind of (laughs) like mean when it's like well Thanks for coming over and recording this. Seven people have the ability to watch it because that's how many patrons I have, you know? So it's like... It's growing, right? Yeah, it is slowly, but... that's the other thing is, like, a lot of these videos, like, if anybody's watching the video, uh, thank you. But, uh, you know, those are all behind the Patreon paywall, too. So I thought about, like, slow rolling out some of the old ones. Like, I've got some from over a year ago, so... Putting them on, like, YouTube or something? Yeah, just putting them back over to YouTube and letting people be able to watch them. It's like, hey, you want to watch... More cool stuff like this? Yeah, me and Scott Kirkhart talking, you know, or something. I think he was the first guy I sat down and did a video with. Nice. Who was your first guest? First guest ever? Yeah. Uh, Clint, the drummer for Three Finger Betty. Nice. Which is kind of cool, you know? And I I do remember, like, a handful of the first people I interviewed and things like that. And, um, yeah, like... (coughs) Excuse me. But, like, uh, Ronley would be, like, another one. He was, like, I don't know, maybe, like, the first 20 or 30 episodes. I haven't, like, talked to him since, you know. How but long like, ago was that? Like, two years ago. Oh, wow. Like, you know. Lots like, of stuff has happened. Maybe three <laughs> years ago almost. It's been a while, so I need to, like, pull him back in here because, you know, he played on your last song, and that's been a fun yeah, one to be, around. like. That was, like, one of the first songs uh, I sat down and was, like, I'm going to try and learn the the riff to this because it actually the way ronley plays it in the song it makes 
the song. It does. Yeah. So like I have to emulate this in some fashion or another. And it was Appreciate like one of the, <laughs> yeah, it was like one of the first times I was like, I've got to do this one justice. So I tried my best to do my best Ronley impression, you know. I remember when you did it the first time I was like, Holy cow, yes. <laughs> yeah. I yeah, I learned how to do it at uh when we recorded the music video actually. I was just like, Okay, I gotta fig- so gotta figure out what notes to play here. So uh, so it at least looks somewhat real. That but, was fun. Which was also hilarious. Oh yeah, me doing the Ron Lee King impression. Um, <laughs> nice. At least playing the you know playing the guitar wise, but you killed it. It was fun. It was fun being in a music video, uh, wearing my Vinny and the Night Prowlers gear, which hey, I'm wearing the shirt right now. As a matter of fact, so this shirt seems to come out a lot on the podcast for some reason or another. I swear to God, I changed my clothes. <laughs> I swear I don't record like nine episodes in a day. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean that was something cool. Like. That's another thing is like I've played a lot with Three Finger Betty. I've played a handful of different places. Like most places you can play in Des Moines. I played in a metal band for a while. So we played in different places, including like, you know, Chicago and things like that. So and I've played in Minneapolis and Kansas City and Omaha. And I've, I've, you know, I've done some fun stuff with those guys. But like going around getting to play with you, it's like I get to play places I would never, ever get to play with Three Finger Betty just based on like a lot of fun, man. the establishment, you know. So it's fun to be able to go and play it like. Oh, cool. We get to play at Timbuk Brew tonight or whatever, you know. Very and, cool. You know, things like that. Like, that was one of the first places, the first place I actually played just a duo show with you. So. Pete puts on his cowboy boots when he comes and plays with me. Yeah. <laughs> I appreciate it. Yes. Uh, try my best, you know. But it's cool. Like, you know, like you said earlier, going to Okaboji playing a show. It's like, that's awesome. You know, going to Copperhead playing shows. You know, there's a lot of places out there. I never would have even known they existed or, like, wouldn't have had any sort of an attachment to them had I not actually played a show there you know because there's right. so many places before like you remember when you were first starting everyone's like i'm playing at the 503 and it's like yeah, the 503 yeah. like, like what's that where yeah where every, is that at? every place is like yep. this is brand new you know and stuff like that and until you actually go there you're like oh Heck okay yeah. this this place is kind of cool you know exactly what you mean yep. you know and there's i mean there's a handful of places that i still kind of want to go to that people talk about like timbuk brew in iowa falls some wineries we haven't hit the winery circuit yet yeah we'll probably get there yeah peel into that one a little yeah, bit we'll you know get there. definitely you know and that's one of those things where like as many shows and as much work as, as you've done this year like it's still kind of fun to be like there's still places i want to play you know there's still people i want to go see because different places have different clientele and different people see you and it every it seems like i used to go back to watching your facebook page grow after every show where it's just like well we played a show and jesse added 13 new likes like that's awesome yeah by the time the show was over you know and it's Mm -hmm. like that's actually really cool you know and then you don't see the likes that are growing in between when i'm checking on it so it's one of those things where recently you passed a thousand likes on facebook very cool which is sweet you know you helped me set up the page so we were at you might have been my first like. I remember you set up the page for me. You might have been the first like, and uh, yeah, yeah, it's that's pretty wild though too. And it's kind of neat to see those grow like that, you know. And it's all you have to do is just post things on them every now and then, you right. know. And and people just have to like your music, and then boom, it just grows itself. It seems like, which is you know well deserving because it's kind of funny. I I like to compare bands to my podcast, where it's like, oh, bands obviously get more exposure. People have more of a connection to music than they do to two people talking which sure, makes sense maybe. Yeah. but also like this podcast is kind of like i don't say a hidden gem but kind of you know it's like it's a hi- definitely a hidden gem you can say that <laughs> yeah it's, it's 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 i mean i don't get to go to shows and perform live in front of people i don't take up their friday nights you know and things like that but mm-hmm. people know about it and they kind of want to hear about it so Heck like yeah, like m- lots of people showed up at the jam on tuesdays because of the podcast that's so cool and that is also pretty Very mind-blowing cool. that people like listen to the podcast awesome. and show up to the jam i can't believe that and have a great time yeah <laughs> or like jeff fossbender like recognized me by my voice the first time he met me <laughs> he's <laughs> just awesome. like he's like uh i think we were over at maybe shiny top and he's just like I know that voice and just turned around and introduced himself. That's like, awesome. those even looking at me. That is amazing. It's so funny, you know? So it's, it is pretty wild. Like, do you ever feel any of that when you go places and play shows? Like I do know, like the last time we played a show at Dodger tap, like we were setting stuff up and you had a handful of different people come up to you and they were just like, Oh my gosh, I know who you are. You play music and blah, blah. And it's like, it is kind of crazy to think of like people maybe haven't seen you, but still know who that you are. Cool, yeah. Absolutely, you like know. getting recognized or something like that, and they're saying they like something they heard from you. Mm-hmm. It's it's the best. I mean, that's part of why I do it. I mean, yeah, 
Or, awesome. to, or to have people call out songs of yours they want to yeah, hear. Sing like, along to originals, and that, that's one of the cooler things, too, yeah. Dude, yeah, like Stiff Drink is easily one of my favorites to play because there's so many people that sing along. And there's so many people, like, when we get done that you can tell, like, they heard this for the first time and they're loving it because they're just like, whoa, yeah, you know, just like freaking it's, out. It's a good time song. It is you a good know? time song. It's a really fun one. And uh, <clears throat> I don't know if you listened to the last podcast I did with uh, Scott Kirkhart, but... He's, start, yet. No, I he's starting that. a band. I've heard a little bit about this. And they're going to do a cover of Stiff Drink. Heck yeah. There's Why gonna, wouldn't he? There's yeah. going to be two bands out there doing Stiff That's Drink. That's amazing. I wish, like, wish one of my other buddies' bands would cover Stiff Drink. You know what I mean? That's super cool. You know, It's going to be so cool to hear somebody else's take on That's a song. Awesome. And especially like somebody like Scott, who was the feature on it, who's now going to... Co-writ. Yeah, we yeah, co-wrote it. Yep. He's going to start taking the lead on it. So it's Very cool. And he's got some heavy hitters. I don't know all their names. <laughs> But Owen's dad is playing bass. The drummer's phenomenal. Brady on keys. Yep. I mean, it's going to be amazing. Yeah. Uh, check out that past episode with Scott, you know, and uh, if you want to learn more about that stuff. But, you know, it's kind of crazy. Like, you formed a band this year kind of out of nowhere. It just kind of happened, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, I would play shows with you. Um, you know, for a while I was playing bass with you, and then I started playing electric guitar. Yep. And then... There was a couple shows I couldn't make it to you with you, and you just like invited Owen with, because Owen plays bass, and it's like, well, Owen's good enough to play by ear, where he can just kind of figure it out on the fly. So. I love that about y'all. Yeah. <laughs> so, so you bring Owen with, and and it's crazy because it's just like, well, I think I've got a bassist now. All we need is a drummer, and then Cole Smothers. Perfect fit. Yeah, it's just like he was at jam night one night or something. I don't remember, and you were just like, hey, you're not super busy, like. You know, you don't play as many gigs as some drummers do. Do you want to pick up another set of gigs and, you know, and start bringing him with to about, you know, a show a month or so, you yeah, know, when you can when you can book a full band. It's guys make my job easy up there. <laughs> <laughs> Appreciate y'all. Oh, man. I'm, you know, and that's Shout out a, the rascals. <laughs> that's another fun thing, though, is like, I don't know, we like call ourselves the rascals, you know, so we actually have like, you know, that is like the band's name. We kicked it around long enough. It finally stuck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you started that, though, too. Like it was a picture of us. You're just like, I'll be jamming with these rascals, something, something, oh, something. Yeah, yeah. And I was just like, new band name, new band name, <laughs> Jesse perfect. Wilson and the rascals you know it's it like it's like steve ray vaughn and double trouble you know yeah. we're, we're we're double trouble we're, <laughs> but you know. i like how uh just it's not a late like when i first started playing like two years ago by myself it was just not dreading playing three hours but it was like intensive and like you know the more shows you get under your belt the more comfortable you get you you don't have to strain to play the song you just play the song mm-hmm. you don't think about where your hands are going the words so i've loved the growing that we've done over the last year it's been amazing yeah yeah <laughs> you know i feel the same way like the first time we had to play like a long show i can't remember what it was but like my arm hurt from holding it up there for like <laughs> yeah. four hours straight and yeah. i was just like that's the weirdest thing ever to me and, you know and then after a while it's like this isn't too hard to play like a four right. hour show anymore especially if you have somebody else to bounce ideas off of you know like yeah. i couldn't imagine the longest solo show i ever did was three hours and i got you know like a break in the middle so it's not really that terribly long but it's a it, long show if you don't do them very often you know? it's long because like you don't have anybody like and then now for the solo is <sighs> nobody all right now like, the second solo no no, no nobody the song's just short and over <laughs> yep yeah every song has no solos yep. it's, it's really tough to play like leads of melodies along to stuff you gotta have a lot of material yeah you know that's what it comes down to is now every song and in, instead of five minutes is three minutes and mm-hmm. what are you gonna do with it you know and that's kind of the fun part about playing with other people you know and Sometimes when we're playing live, when we're all feeling it, like that's what happens to songs. Though they go the other way. It's like eight this, fi- long. <laughs> this five minute song is now eight minutes. You yeah, know, yeah. like, and I always make those jokes about like, can't you see? Like that's one where if you threw a solo in between every, every verse, verse, it's, it's yeah. just like this song is long <laughs> now. This song is really. Might have that jam night. I can't remember if it was can't you see or something. It's it's a crazy one, and that's you know that's another thing though too is to sit and think about having those people around that like. You just randomly met at a jam night. I saw recently somebody had posted um, about going to jam nights and having to use other people's gear and how weird it is. And yes, it is weird to use other people's gear. But it also kind of like you're out there playing other people's songs that you may not have heard a million times. And you're just kind of trying to figure out how they f- how you can fit in and, mm-hmm. and what you can do to add to the song without making it weird, etc. So jam nights kind of like helped us all oh, yeah. get used to other people, you know. And, and that's one of the other cool things about you playing live is when I'm in, uh, you know, if I have a show booked with Three Finger Betty first, I can't make your show, and then you bring in Jordan Reuter. Sure. You did that at least once this do, year. Yeah. 
you know that's really cool to have that be a thing and then on top of that like the other two people in the band owen and cole are flexible enough to go with it you know it's not like it's not like jordan being different and playing different than me is going to ruin anything everybody's good uh you know they can all like flex themselves to what needs to happen you just need a key and just go nuts (laughs) yeah here's what it is yeah like what key are you in okay here we go here we go I'm right. Owen. <laughs> That's all he would say after a while. He wouldn't even ask key. Owen. I would be like, E minor. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. Oh my gosh. Good time. Yeah. I mean, like, my secret for that is like, has always been like, watch the first chord progression and then you can kind of gather what key it's in. Yeah. And then you slowly fade in, like you just fold in the intro riff somehow, like nice and soft. And then you're like in the song. You know, and you then make it work good. It's actually try so hard, you know, <laughs> like that's what's crazy is like I got to go to jam nights and watch people like Ron Lee and like some of the first jam nights I ever played at, like Ron Lee was the other guitarist. And it's like, what? Like I have to play with Gotta Ron Lee. That. Yeah. Like, or it's like, uh, we're going to play, beast. we're going to play stranglehold. Uh, Ron Lee, you're taking all the solos. All right. Thanks. Bye. Like, <laughs> like you just let him do it or whatever, you know, or like played with Jeremy Ober a couple of the first jam nights I ever went to. It's like, this is oh, nuts, you know? So I get to see how some of those people act and react to song changes and key changes. And Oh, yeah, I'm learning from the crowd as well. Like, uh, <laughs> not only learning like when i'm playing sh- like shows live but like i'm in the crowd watching my friends i'm i'm definitely learning man we oh yeah some, we got some talented friends yeah that was like the other fun thing about having ron lee at a jam night recently is ron lee does play like a chicken picking kind of style that'll like not many people do and he does it so slays yeah he does it so proficiently it's like he can play that in any style he wants he can play country chicken picking and bl- you know, bluegrass type stuff sure he can play blues while he's chicken picking he can just switch in and out any way he wants to it's just really really fun and so like me and eric you know young eric we're sitting there watching him just like the hell is he even doing like <laughs> this is so wild like his finger shapes don't even make sense half the time but it's it Damn, sounds that so tone good, is good. <laughs> oh my gosh yeah that's the other thing it's like it's fun to watch somebody walk up to somebody else's amp and turn the knobs and be like oh that's there it the, is. that's cool sounding you know and like mm-hmm. everyone's got their different tone mm-hmm. and that was something where like ronley played on a few different amps that night so he ended up playing plugging mine in and and doing setting up the tone and i was like you know i was bookmarking my head where somebody else moves the knobs to Sure. And then it's like, oh, he likes these amps with the knobs like this, you know, and I like them like that. And so I switch everything up and I start playing and, and it sounds, you know, good. It's like a tone I like. Everybody else seems to like it or whatever. And Owen's just like, that sounds awesome, but it's so weirdly different than Ron Lee's tone. And I'm like, <laughs> you know, it is, you know, some of that comes from the amp and some of that comes from the way we're playing. Sure. And you were like talking about that earlier when you were playing electric guitar over here. The fingers, I think, right? Yeah, it is. You know, it honestly is. Yep. Um, I mean, there's the argument that, like, some of it is in the equipment, yes, but at the same time, some of it is also in the fingers, you know? Yes, so. I'm sure somebody can make that guitar scream different than I can. Yeah, and I mean, I actually, like, saw Facebook groups are so funny for this to watch people argue about music, but somebody was like, tone is in the fingers, and some guy was, like, trying to argue with them. It's like, pickups! Actually, <laughs> the tone is in the pickups and the amp, and the speakers do make a difference, too, and Dirk, and he was just like, and he made a lot of good points, because, like... You know, if you put Ted Nugent on Eddie Van Halen's amp, it's going to sound like Ted Nugent just based on the fact that, like, the patterns and note structures sure, yeah, yeah. will sound like Ted Nugent. Mm-hmm. But it sounds kind of like he's playing on Eddie Van Halen's amp, you know? So some of the tone is also in the equipment, you know? No, I get that. But, you know, that's a wild thing. We were talking about, speaking of tone, like, uh, you ended up picking up a new acoustic this year. Sounds great. But there was, like, a slight buzz on it, which was, like, the weirdest thing that, you know, we couldn't figure out where it was coming from. It was only, it was like... irritating, because I wanted to record. Yeah, and it was only, like, <laughs> certain frequencies yep. and certain things would make it buzz, and it was like, that is the oddest thing ever, so... Uh, Turns out it was a volume and tone knob on the inside. Yeah, and I mean, like... And I we knew if I like that design. Yeah, like, we knew <laughs> they exist, and they're there, but we never thought to, like, touch them to, like, see if they would quit vibrating, so... But you did figure out a quick fix for it. So a little piece of tape. Yep. Yep. Just hold it there while you're doing your recording, which makes sense. Yeah. You know, because it don't really come through the, the mains on live shows, but no sensitive condenser mic's going to pick that up. Yeah, a nice studio mic is yep. definitely going to pick that up for sure. So, and that's you know, that makes sense though too, because like live you're using the output on on this thing, so it's not going to pick up the vibration of that right, like right. almost at all. So. Yep. It's kind of weird, like, going out and playing live shows and figuring out, like, the differences between studio and live 
like w- the way you want your guitar to sound or like things like that or, or going out and troubleshooting live shows like we've played enough live shows where sometimes we'll go out there with you know a monitor and one speaker and sometimes we'll go out there with the full setup and usually dial it in pretty good yeah yeah and i feel yeah. like i feel like we're getting a lot better at it as the year goes on and it's not like we were ever bad at it but it feels like everything's getting, everything's getting tightened up i really like how the sound's starting to come along yeah and i mean some of that's learning curve on your part and my part because yep. you have to go out there and do so many solo shows it's like you already know kind of what stuff sounds good like and all i have to do is apply that's my helped, knowledge that's helped me out on the solo shows definitely yeah <laughs> paying attention at the live shows <laughs> yeah and i mean it's it makes sense though too because it's just like well i want one of the coolest things I remember you telling me recently was just like, I need more vocals, but don't just like blast the vocals at 10, you know, right. T- turn everything else down a little bit. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I think it was your lead actually. Guitar Owen was saying how he couldn't hear it. Just crank it up. And we were so clean to the point where you turned your, before you turned your guitar on, we're just like, yeah, we'll just, we'll turn everything else down. Right. Yeah. Just yeah. a little bit, you yeah. know, cause then you're not blasting anyone else yep. out of the water that's sitting in the front, et cetera. I think that we got some compliments on our sound that night too, actually. Yeah, Very I mean, cool. it makes sense, though, too. I mean, we're starting to be cognizant of, of what sounds good. And I think everyone kind of agrees, for the most part, when we go out there and play, like, where we're supposed to be sitting, etc. So, like, it is kind of fun to go out there and play and then, like, walk as far out into the crowd as you can with your guitar and stuff and be like, yeah, it does sound pretty good out here, you 25 know. 25-foot quarter-inch cables come in handy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I do have... Or you can go sling a drink at the bar while you're playing on your guitar. Yeah. I, you know what's crazy is I do have a wireless unit. I just never use it. That would be awesome if you I, went up to the bar during the show and just <laughs> ordered a drink and just kept playing your solo. It's a Pepsi. Yeah, yeah Pepsi, yeah. <laughs> I need to give me a milk, make it chocolate. That's, Two fingers. That's yeah. a Brad, Brad Hofing <laughs> secret weapon chocolate milk. Oh, boy. It's, he got me on a chocolate, he did get me on a chocolate milk kick and I had to avoid it after a while it was just i was drinking too much chocolate milk i don't but, even know how this started <laughs> <laughs> i don't know it's going up the bar but it would be fun to have like a wireless unit though I, mean, oh, yeah. I have one i used to use it all the time i should just bust it back out and use it but that'd be fun it would be pretty fun mm-hmm. you know and you've been uh speaking of using different gear you've been talking about maybe bringing the electric out to shows you did that a couple few times this year which was yeah yeah which maybe we'll fun. rehearse a little bit or we can just wing it but Definitely want to get a little electric ash, double electric. You play in lead, I'll play, a, you know, for like the original song, uh, Break These Chains. You know, it's a little heavier. Yeah, I think that's one of the toughest things is we don't necessarily have a dedicated rehearsal spot unless we go to jam nights and right. everyone's there. Then it's like, everyone get up here. We're playing a few yep. songs. Usually know? works out pretty good that way. Yep. But it is also kind of tough when you want to just do weird stuff like more intricate things or go know. over an intro five times or an outro or whatever. Yeah. You can't really just go to a jam night and just be like, let's <clears> just do the intro five times in a yep. row. You know, like <laughs> everyone's going to be like, what are you doing? Like, no, they're, they're like, working just, something out. Yeah. It's, it's good. It's good. Kirkhart's got such a cool rehearsal spot. He, he let me come in there and see it and it's, it's awesome. Yeah. You know, <laughs> that's my favorite thing about rehearsal spots is like, you go to almost any of them and you're like, this place is a dump. And then you like go inside and you're like, oh, this place is pretty nice. Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. But it's literally. It's what's just, on the inside of the count. Yeah. <laughs> and that's like literally all it is though. It's, it is what you make it, you know, yep. like this might just be a living room, but it's also got a laptop and, a, and an audio interface, which makes it a studio. And now it's nice. Heck yeah. You know, like it's, it's really not really like anything super special, but it's still like, Shh, this don't is let cool. my secrets out. <laughs> uh, all my secrets are out with all the videos of people watching me in, in my studio. It's like a, a dingy basement. And it's like, I almost feel bad bringing people over to be on the podcast. Looks good on the video. It doesn't look too bad, but looks you know, like a, looks like a, like a amp shop, guitar shop. <laughs> it's, it's pretty funny. There's a, there's a few amps in there, yep. you know, uh, I was telling you today, I just picked up another one, but I've, I've got this disease where if I find like cheap, Stuff. Aren't you getting a guitar tomorrow too? Yeah, I might, <laughs> might go pick up a guitar tomorrow. But this one's gonna need a lot of work. He needs so. help. Just no, kidding. the guitar needs help. I don't need help. It's a good. It's a good thing. Yeah, I don't know. I I just enjoy playing different gear and and tinkering with things. We were kind of talking about that a little earlier too. But I mean, you're no different though. I mean, you plug in for a while when you're playing live. You would do like a keyboard and everything on a loop station and a whole nine yards, and and that's not something for the weak of heart when that's you're going fun. out there playing live either because like some people see it that many cables and their heads just roll you know <laughs> they're just like oh my gosh i can't i don't i can't figure this out it's too much i stuff. miss the keyboard let us know in the comments you want the keyboards back in the live yes. shows <laughs> call in if you guys <laughs> <laughs> oh man yes but the keyboards i actually did play a few shows with you with the keyboards and it was fun because there was a couple songs where you laid down 
uh, drum beat and then a keyboard back, over to keyboard, keyboard yeah. background before we started playing. And it's like, that's nuts. Like, you know, I, I need to start dinking with this some more. That was a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, like, I don't think there's any rules, especially playing live. And you've certainly figured that out with the variety of songs that you play. Sure. Sure. So, I mean, something for everybody at one of your shows, I was thinking like, we played Tom Petty. And we played, uh, you know, John Cougar, Mel and Camp. Those are kind of in the same area, you know. And it's like, now we're going to play some, some Black Street. And it's like, yeah, oh, okay. And it's like, and uh, here's a little, like, Afro Man folded in there. It's like, uh, all right. You know, That's it's what like, we do. And, and you know, it's anything. It's like, there's some Toby Keith. All right, cool. Yep, all right. Old country, new country, rock, yep. re- little hip hop. Yeah, and I, there's no rules. And I mean, like, one of, it's funny because, like, one of my favorite songs is when we start doing Ice Ice Baby. And there's so many people that are just like eye roll and groan. They're like, oh, and then like halfway into the yeah, first verse, they're, they're just like, it. they're just like, girls, we're hot. We're it's like, oh my God, this is so funny to watch. And they know all the oh, lyrics too. Time. They're getting into it. But that is a fun song. It's so much fun. Um, watching everybody yell Beachfront Avenue with me is Heck like yeah. another good one because I'm doing all the, the backup vocals, all the gang style vocals mm. on that song, which is like, tons of fun to do those those are like that's a fun song man you know and you know most of the other people you can see them out there when they're connected with like the backup vocal guy it's like this is so cool they're yelling all the the yell words with me the more people that get involved in that song the better life (laughs) yeah you know and that's let's just tie that right back into like watching people sing along to stiff drink it's like this is freaking cool. cool to watch people like singing along to like a Jesse Wilson tune that like you did right, you know, and it's like this one was all him and yeah, well, I mean, you and you and Scott, but yeah, but it's still like yeah. one of those things where it's like this is made by local people and everybody knows it and how cool is that, you know? It's very cool. I love it, especially to go to like a bar, you know, and there's so many people there, like New Year's Eve, and it's like we're New Year's Eve in uh, Peyton, and it's like. You know people there, but you don't know everybody there. And there's people you don't know that are singing along to your oh, songs. Oh, night before Thanksgiving, I think you're thinking. Yeah, that's, yeah. Yeah, that was a blast. That was a good time. Yeah. And it's like, that's so cool that there's people that nobody here knows, and they're singing along to a song. So, like, I don't know. It just makes me wonder, like, how did those people hear about your music? Like, have they been at other shows and we haven't seen them? Or, like... Who knows? I like I like it, though. Yeah, it's kind of <laughs> cool. It's, it's kind of cool. It's a little surreal, though, too, I would mm-hmm. think, you know? I haven't ever really written anything and putting it out there, because that's, like, maybe too nerve-wracking for me to like wear that much of my yeah, heart on my sleeve yeah, you're pretty much putting your soul out there for people to trounce on or yeah you know? <laughs> yeah i mean but the other thing is like if you put out 10 songs there's gonna be a song in there for everybody too sure. you know that's what goes back to the album that's that's coming we're gonna do that yes there an needs album. to be some sort of an album and i mean i feel like you could also just take all of your singles and just mush them into an album and be yeah, like sure for the first time ever jesse wilson is available on physical media blah blah this that you know, you buy a cd or something do? cd y'all know what those are cds cds you know i'll play a cd <laughs> um otherwise vinyl i mean you could do vinyl vinyl would be very cool and classic cassette it, tape like Cassette. Just like Guns N' Roses' appetite for destruction, dude. Cassettes <laughs> are coming back. They're, they're they are they are really There's a lot of like it's like big in like the heavy metal and punk scenes to bring nice. cassettes back. Um, I actually recall going to a uh, Testament concert, and they were like, those big bands have like all sorts of crap and all sorts of different warehouses are like buried in places. If you're like that big of a band, you know, old new stock stuff. Like yeah. So they had like, there. they had piles of cassettes that they had found in like a warehouse and they were selling them at their merch table. And they were like five bucks a pop for like a cassette. And this was like before cassettes were coming back. So nobody had cassette players, but I was driving a car that had a cassette player at the time. Bonus. Cause <laughs> I'm old school. So, uh, I'm cruising around and I'm like, I need cassettes. I have this huge cassette collection. I just bought a whole pile of Testament that was like brand new, still in the shrink wrap and everything. That's kind of cool, actually. From the band's merch table. You That's know, it's, very cool. So it is kind of neat to have cassettes around, you know? I mean... We'll definitely do some form of hard copy, CD, vinyl, something. Yeah. I mean, that'll be that'll be something next year for you to like uh, put in the back of your mind to think about while you're still... And like you said, you got the studio back up, so you're going to be making... I, I'm assuming that's like the first thing on your mind now is like, well, let's start making music yes, again I here. Yes, I literally have had the new computer for like three hours. And <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's on my mind. Oh, <laughs> man. Yeah. I mean, that's something that I was thinking about when I was like at my computer the other day. Like, oh, gosh, it's going to be a sad day when this thing goes down. Because uh, for a while, you're just like at the mercy of not having one you know and mm-hmm. you can go a lot of your life without needing a computer but when you want to use one like nothing sure. else will suffice you know 
I've been slacking on my YouTube channels because I don't have my computer, you know, putting yep. live videos up. Mm-hmm. We got some good, we got some good stuff in the save, so we got to get her up there. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yep. Um, so, yeah, I mean, like, Nashville is probably, like, the coolest thing, I think, as far as, like, recently that you have going on. You do have the New Year's Eve show. Uh, you did have a music video come out for River Road recently. I think we might have plugged that a little on the podcast. Yep. James Tyler was on that one featured. Yep. Ron King on lead. Yep. And both of which have been on the podcast before. So, um, the only one, I think Brad played some... Some actually some backup guitar and some bass on them, yep. if I'm not mistaken. Yep. So, uh, and he's an elusive creature that will probably that Brad is elusive. <laughs> it's gonna be hard to track him down to get him on a podcast, but uh, maybe I'll have him on here someday. But did the first ever Midwest Iowa CMO Riders Round? Brad Morgan put it on last Sunday. Yeah, I saw that was gonna be a thing. Scott was talking that about was it. A blast playing with them guys. Oh my gosh, super talented people on stage. Honor to be there. Yeah, okay. Scott was talking about beca- like how to become a member of stuff and that on the last podcast. So I don't know if you are a member. But I'm I'm gonna be. Yep, yep. I'm gonna definitely be a member. And honestly, it didn't seem like it was too expensive. You know, so that was fifty really, bucks or something. Yeah, which yep. is like okay, like yeah, for guaranteed networking opportunity sounds good. Awesome. You know, it's just and like some of that is just what you make out of it. So and uh, you always seem to do your best as when it comes to that kind of stuff. You know, Heck yeah, man. So uh, you know and that's. That's another thing, like going through all this year and all the shows we've played and all the different people that we've seen at shows and all the crazy things that have happened at shows and things like that. And it's like, I'm glad Jesse's the one with the microphone in front of him, like at the front of the stage. <laughs> we see a knife get pulled one night. Uh, yeah. I don't know where we're at, but it, yeah, <laughs> that's it, crazy. it's a thing, you know? And that's the other thing that's crazy is there's a lot of stuff that happens in the crowd. It's not like we're playing rowdy music. We're playing like country and right. stuff for the most part. And Good people, time music. And people are just like... You know, we're having too much fun. I don't too much my fun. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and that's just the bar scene that happens at different bars and different yeah. places. And I mean, like we've we've had people come up and yell at us because we're not playing a song they want to hear, and it's like we don't know that song. I'm sorry. And then it's like, what? Did, don't yell at us for this. You know. Yeah. And that's why one of the reasons I'm glad you're up there because you're diplomatic. You're like a people person. You can sit and talk to people, and everybody feels Try like to keep it calm. Yeah, yeah, everyone feels like a human at the end of the day. Where I'm kind of one of those people. It's just like if someone's just like, hey, screw you, buddy. I'm like, no, screw you, buddy. You know, like I just turn around and like <laughs> like you're not solving anything by yelling back at him and i'm not so i usually like when somebody comes up to the stage or like is yelling something it's just, or like a request i'm just like yeah i'll let jesse handle this i'm just <laughs> you know it's not that i'm not a people person but it is kind of fun to just you know somebody's coming up and like can you play this song and i'm just like i, I don't know you'll have to ask him like and it's just so uh, i'll just fend him over to you and, right and you're the one that like you know that's another thing you listen to such a wide variety of music that you've actually like heard almost every song when somebody is just like do you know this song yeah i have a unique upbringing too my grandparents raised me up here my grandparents are with us uh yeah so i know like old golden oldies for everything 50s 60s 70s i got a little bit of everything yeah <clears throat> yeah i mean like you play a little bit of everything and then it doesn't really doesn't matter if somebody comes up and be like you know this song and you're like yep i kind of know how it goes <laughs> and then it's like you know Let's pull up a cheat sheet of it and see yep. if it, see if it shows. And you're like, I kind of know how this goes. And then sometimes you kinda... we get through it. Sometimes it slays. Maybe it gets added to the set list. So sometimes yeah. it works out. It is kind of fun, you know. And yep. then sometimes it's uh, doesn't work out as well. Like and uh, let's end this one early. Yep, yep. That <laughs> this one's going through one verse and one chorus, and we're ending it. <laughs> like, uh, uh, like what was one recently? Like, uh, carry on my wayward son. When somebody requested that, it was like this seems like we could pull it off, you know? And then like a verse and a chorus into it. It's like, all right, we're done. Yeah, we're done. <laughs> but at the same time, like that comes back to, if you had a dedicated space that we could all like come in, bring all our stuff and not worry about bothering neighbors and things like that. I think we could squeeze a drum set up here. What do you think? I bet we could, Yeah. but it would be pretty baller to sit down and iron out a few of those. Like, I don't want to say more intricate songs, no, but yeah, those more absolutely. intricate songs like that. It would be pretty sweet to just show up and be like, "Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna play Carry My Wayward Son," you know, and, and it's gonna slay. Yep. Um, but like, I also think about like other weird songs where someone's just like, "Home Sweet Home," like, play that song, and it's like, "What?" And then after a while, you're like, oh, "That's kind of fun." This song's kind of fun, you <laughs> yeah. know. Like it's and it worked out well, and when we don't bust it out often, but you did at the last show, and I was like. I remember how this song went. I know? like when we will start that song and there'll be somebody clear across the room and they'll be like, break their neck. Like, what <laughs> am I hearing right now? They yeah. love, you know, they loved it. Yep. And that's the other fun thing though, like, cause if they're just hearing country, 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 motley crew and they're like, sweet, <laughs> like you know, country, you know, country, motley crew. you know, or it's just like, uh, like I said earlier, like John Cougar, Mellencamp and all of a sudden it's just like, Afro man. And all of a sudden Afro man, they're like, what? Like, just, <laughs> you know, it's a completely different 
crowd that just like kind of flies in and they're like oh this is awesome you know the the dance dance floor does a quick change out a whole bunch of different people are up there it's like this is fun to watch that ever evolving set list yeah you know and that's that's kudos to you and like knowing that's what you want to bring to the table when you show up to a a show and you just want to you just want everyone to have a good time you know and I mean that's what everyone wants to do, but I'm some... still put. We're putting our stank on it, you know. Maybe the a cover is not exactly like the artist does it, you know. Yeah, yeah. our own deal on there. Yeah, and some of that comes down to the fact, and I admitted it on a few podcasts. Like I've some of these songs that we've played, I've I almost never have heard the original version. Like some of them, the first time we played them, like I've never heard this song before, so I'm just gonna play what I think fits, and it's gonna work out, and that's how it's gonna go, you know. And then it comes <laughs> back to like. Oh, that's what this song sounds like? Like, The Hurricane, the first time I heard that song, was, like, after we'd played it 40 times. And I was mm-hmm. like, oh, this song sounds way different than we've... Right, right. <laughs> it's, like, yeah. way, way different, you know? Anthony Van has a little, the, the, the version, and we do our version of that one, too, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. But ours is, like, a little bit more upbeat and rock and yep. roll. Yeah. Which... It works. I like it, you know? It works. And we've had other people come up to us at shows and say that, too, where it's like, that was different than the original, but I actually really like it, you Heck know? yeah. That's that's pretty sweet to have people do that too. Very so, cool. So yeah, um, we got about an hour in here. Uh, we talked about all the goodies. Um, <coughs> excuse me. Oh my gosh. <coughs> yeah, it's classic. That's classic. I'm not even gonna edit that out. Sorry, everyone. <laughs> um, but yeah. So anything else you want to plug before we uh, end this bad boy off? I got a couple new songs I'm working on. One of them is called My Girl, My World, coming real soon, and I got one called Goodbye Song. Stay tuned. Nice. So those, uh, we're in the studio now, so he's going to set that baby up and probably start working on him this weekend, you know? Right. So, uh, thanks man for joining me. I really appreciate it. Thank you for and, having uh, me. And, uh, all the, all the best of luck to 2022 because 2021 seems be like a big stepping stone for you, man. 2022 is going to be a good year, I think. Yep. All right, man. Well, thank you very much. We'll thank check you, you later. Yep. Oh baby. There's another one. Thanks again for waiting an extra day for this episode, everybody. Sorry, it came out a day late. Uh, check out me and Jesse. We're going to be playing New Year's Eve. No, wait. I just said that wrong. We're going to be playing Christmas Eve uh, at Bootleggers. So uh, if you're listening to this, uh, we'll be at Bootleggers tonight, I guess, as you're listening to this. Unless it came out and you're listening to it later, uh, we'll be at Copperhead uh, New Year's Eve. So check that out. We got a couple of holiday Eve shows uh, coming up. So, um, yeah, it's going to be a really good time sitting down with Jesse, playing shows, uh, full band. We're going to do some acoustic stuff. Uh, it just kind of depends on what show you come to. So uh, check us out at both places if you want to check out The Madness. Uh, it's going to be a tons of fun down on New Year's Eve at Copperhead. I guarantee it. I absolutely guarantee it. Uh, help Jesse set up some of his stuff in his studio. Uh, not that I'm the computer whiz for him, but I do a little bit of that kind of stuff in the background. But he's... He's figuring out a lot of crazy stuff on there. He knows how to do so much stuff on uh, using different softwares than I do. So I guess it takes all kinds of people. You know, it takes a village. So uh, hats off to him for getting that back up and running. I guarantee you 2022 he's going to be cranking out all sorts of music. We pulled uh, a lot of partially done projects back into his uh, catalog today. So it's going to be tons of fun to see what he ends up uh, putting out uh, and reutilizing etc etc so hats off to him for for you know putting in the work and doing all that stuff so it's gonna be really cool uh shout out to jesse and uh you guys want to check his stuff out it's down below there's links to all the social media etc so check that out i'm at uh jesse wilson shows very frequently he does solo shows he plays with other people sometimes he just kind of brings with uh, whoever he's feeling for the night or whatever's going on, but I am the more frequent of the guitarists that play with him, so go check him out. I, I mean, I'm not even promoting myself. I say go check him out solo and go check him out with the full band and then check him out duo, whether or not it's with, with me or Owen or whoever, whoever he's with. It's, uh, it's tons of fun to watch him play different shows with, depending on what he does. Uh, sometimes he gets, you know, gets crazy and he'll throw a looper in there and sometimes he'll bring a keyboard with him. I mean, he just kind of, there's... Nothing he's not willing to try, and that's one of the reasons I really like playing music with him, is, uh, you know, no song is really off-limits, and no no anything is really off-limits, to at least try, and uh, that's what makes some of the fun of playing with him, you know, uh, going to his shows and checking him out live, is you kind of never really know what you're going to get. I mean, he might pull some people in from the crowd and have them play a few songs. He's done that many, many times, 
So uh, if you play music and you want to check out a Jesse Wilson show, go there and uh, let somebody know that you play music and maybe you can get up there and play some leads on a song or something. You never know. You absolutely never know what's going to happen at a Jesse Wilson music show. So uh, check them out. All the links are down below. Thank you guys for listening this week. Thanks for listening every week. All the Audible Farm links are also down below. I hope you guys have a happy holiday season. And uh, I will be back next week with another guest. Hopefully not late. But that's this has been two weeks in a row. I've been late now. So I apologize. And uh, thank you guys for listening. Peace.